Amen. So, as we begin, uh, I was thinking of today, uh, if you noticed this week, anything, anything peculiar happened in the news this week besides the normal, uh, you know, routines of everything going wrong and right or whatever? Well, what I'm looking for is something happened in space. <laughs> so, the pers Percy, yeah, Perseverance, the, the um, spacecraft, made it to Mars, launched July 30th, landed February 18th. So it took a while, but it made it to Mars. And if you uh, watched and followed the um, NASA's outline, excuse me, NASA's coverage of it, you know, they had the images of the, you know, the, the parachute and so on opening and how that, you know, everything is remote. It's got to be done on its own. You can't send a signal from here to there. It takes, I think, about 15 minutes uh, for the signal to get there from here or for them to here and then back. It'd be a half hour, you know. So they're going down, and you send a signal. They send a signal, say, we're in the atmosphere, and it's 15 minutes here. You said, open a parachute. 15 minutes later, it's crashed, you know. <laughs> so it's not going to happen. So it was interesting how that they have... Uh, been able to equip the uh, lander with its own um, terrain guidance system. It actually had had it set up where it could land in a certain spot. It could actually uh, fi figure out where it was at and look for a, a place for it to set down that wouldn't be on top of a rock or something. And, you know, all that was in place. And so it's, it's a great thing. It even has a Mars helicopter. <laughs> that is a um, hitching a ride to on Percy to to Mars so it'll be the first helicopter ride in on Mars so they've got a quite a machine that I'm sure cost billions of dollars and, and of course it's a it's a it's a lot of investment to um, send a spaceship to Mars and this isn't going to I, I thought it was kind of peculiar they're going to use it to um, dig core samples and put it in containers, and then they're going to wait for the next Mars mission to go and pick up the containers. <laughs> so why not just send the container guy next time and, well, whatever. So anyhow, we got all that going on. So, uh, and that's a good thing, you know. It's always good to have science and things involved and in looking at where did we all come from and, you know, when, did it, when were the planets uh, created or exploded into being. So... I was going to read some of the things that I found on the internet about um, about the oh, the evolution of our planets and stuff. So, and please bear with me. It says our solar system formed about 4.5 billion years ago from a dense cloud of interstellar gas and dust. The cloud collapsed, possibly due to the shock wave of a nearby exploding star called a supernova. And when the dust cloud collapsed, it formed a solar nebula, a spinning, swirling disk of material. Okay? And when I read that and I put it down, I thought of this quote. And tell me if you know where it came from. I passed through the seven levels of the candy cane forest, through the sea of the swirly, twirly gumdrops, and then I walked through the Lincoln Tunnel. <laughs> Buddy on NL. But I'm not, I, you know, but it just, when I read this about the uh, 
the spinning, swirly disk of material, I thought of, oh, swirly, drolly, swirly, drolly, cundrops. So, but anyhow, I'm not making fun of science. Uh, it's just that um, as I read through some more of these, I think we'll get the, the understanding that I'm, I'm, I'm pointing at. The various planets are thought to have formed from the solar nebula, the disk-shaped cloud of gas. Now, the disk-shaped cloud of gas is a flat, thin, circular, you know, cloud, and a cloud of ga gas and dust left over from the sun's formation. The current accepted method by which planets formed is assertation, meaning the process of growth or increase layer by layer by layer. Now, if we, and this is just a layman, and I'm sure that I can certainly be debunked from people who know better, but here, what's that? They'll do a fact check, yes. You'll do a fact check and let me know. But the understanding is that you have this nebula, which is a circular flat-based thing. And from this circular flat-based nebula, we have an explosion of a nearby star that causes this to implode upon itself, creating circular spheres. Okay? Now in which the planet began as dust grains in orbit around the central protostar, which is a contracting mass of gas, which represents an early stage in the formation of a star. So, early stage of formation. So here we have this. Now, it isn't like a, it, it takes up the whole galaxy and more. And this thing, this thing implodes and it creates circular spheres around the around the uh, galaxy and in the center of it is a sun and the sun naturally just bursts into flames because it's at the center and okay okay right then the age of the earth is 4.54 billion years the earliest undisputed evidence i like that <laughs> the earliest undisputed evidence of life on Earth dates from at least 3.5 billion years ago, and there is evidence suggesting it began nearly 4.5 billion years ago. Can you tell me what the difference is between 5 billion and 4.5 billion when you're looking back from this, this point? And I, and I like it because 7 million years ago, on the biggest steps in the earthly human evolution, scientists are in agreement. Now, and the last statement was the earliest undisputed evidence, and then this one was right after it. It says, and scientists are in agreement, the first human ancestors appeared between 5 million and 7 million years ago. 5 million and 7 million. That's 200 million years. That's getting pretty close, 200 million years. <laughs> and uh, probably when some ape-like creature in Africa began to habitually walk on two legs. All right, now let's go on. Scientific question. Let me make sure I read it correctly. Will humans go extinct? The short answer, yes. The fossil record shows that everything goes extinct eventually. Almost all species that ever live, over 99.9% .9 are extinct. Humans are inevitably heading in for extinction. Now, again, 
2 million billion years of separation between this exact science that this is what happened. And we find also that we're going to go extinct. So what is that telling us? We're looking for, and we're looking at the past that we're trying to find something that says we're not created. We blew up into existence. And being blown up into existence and evolving over billions of years and that we really have no future other than what we have right now because we are going to be extinct. And if there is no God, there's no accountability. We are the only ones who are, <laughs> we are the only ones responsible for what we do. And who gives us the laws? Just people who don't want us to do something <laughs> that we want to do. All right. So how old is the galaxy? I, I've got more here. I just, just bear with me a couple more, mem couple more minutes. How old is the galaxy? 13.51 billion. 13.51. Okay. A cataclysm, okay, ready for this? A cataclysm may have jump-started life on Earth. A new scenario suggests that some 4.47, <laughs> not 5, <laughs> not 4.5, not 4.2, but 4.47 billion years ago, a mere 60 million years after the Earth took shape, and 40 million years after the moon was formed, a moon-sized object sideswiped the Earth and exploded into an orbiting cloud of molten iron and other debris. This metallic hailstorm that ensued likely lasted years, if not centuries, ripping oxygen into the atoms of the water and the molecules and so on. And the oxygens were the free to, free to link with ions and da 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 da, da. So, a couple of thoughts here. After the hailstorm of the, this catastrophic event where a moon-sized object glances off the Earth, after things have cooled down a couple of centuries, simple organic molecules began to form under the blanket of hydrogen. Okay, so hydrogen, oxygen, so we got all this. That scenario captivates particles, no, excuse me, that scenario captivated participants, there we go, in an October 2018 conference here, and we're, we're geologists, planetary scientists, chemists, and bio, biologists compared notes on the latest thinking on how life got its start. No rock or other direct evidence remains from the super supposed cataclysm. <laughs> okay, we've got to come up with a reason why we're here. But so this this moon-sized thing glances through, through our atmosphere, causes the, the water and so on to um, go up into the earth, and we have oxygen and ionization and all that, but no rocks or other evidence remain from that supposed cataclysm. Its starring role is inferred because it would solve a brevy of mysteries. So we've made up something here that solves all the mysteries as to why there's life on this planet. And finally, the simple organic compound might that sustains and created Earth, life on Earth, the simple organic compound might have come to Earth on a meteor. 
Okay, now, you and I are, are asked to believe this. Now, we can believe this or we can believe creation. And so we are, what we're looking at here is, and, it, and it's not wrong for people to want to guess and want to know, and, and, but what happens whenever the, they found out that the moon basically has some of the same core structure that the earth does. So uh, what are they going to find out on Mars? Well, we think that there was life there, and we see where this would have been rivers or something, so there, there is some evidence of what might have been on Mars, and so we're trying to find that out. And it's not wrong. I mean, my challenge is when science knows enough, they'll verify creation. You see, um, years ago, when archaeologists were saying there was no Jericho, <laughs> when there was no Sodom and Gomorrah, when they said that this, you know, this group of people did not exist in the Old Testament, it has been proven by archaeological discoveries and so on that these things don't exist, and then we find out that they do exist. And the more we find and the more we discover, we find out it verifies and solidifies what the Scripture's been telling us. So you don't hear that argument anymore because science has been able to prove what the, the time period and time lapse that's in the Old Testament was right on with Egyptian and the area in the region in that area of how that these Hivites, Hittites, you know, Jebusites, all these city cultures, city states were there and they were legitimate people at the time. So now we've been looking at it and saying, wow, okay, so we don't hear that argument anymore. And scientists say, well, there can't be a creation because, well, so what they're really saying from what we have on earth as a, be as a beginning, life could not have started from what we have. It had to have come to us from someplace else. So going back and looking at the evolution of our planetary life and the, the beginning of the molecular RNA and DNA and how all that comes together to form a cell and how that those cells come together to form things and beings and, you know, everything that we see upon the earth and what has gone extinct, that all came from these cells that didn't really, we don't really have the ability or they can't find the ability for it to be started here on earth. It must have come by a meteor. So, what do we do with all these theories? Well, we accept what they, we can look at what they say and, and look at and look for more answers because they certainly don't have the answer. 13.5, 14.1, I mean, come on. What's the difference between 14 billion and 14.1 billion years ago? Oh, just about a billion years. That's quite a mark, you know. I didn't miss the mark by much. So, oh, anyhow, now, so when the scientists discover that the planets are basically made at the same time and kind of in the same format, will they be more inclined to say that there is creation? And we find that, the, 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 you know, the, just one other note, that when you were looking at the moon, it has some of the same structure as the Earth has just not as dense. So we go back to John chapter 1, verse 1. 
In the beginning, there was the Word, which refers to Jesus Christ. The Word, um, God's revelation of himself. In the beginning, there was the Word. The Word is God's revelation of himself, is Jesus Christ. The Word was with God. God. The Word was in relationship with God. And the Word was God. So here we have this declaration that before there was a beginning. So we go back, and the one translation has it, before the beginning began, there is God. Okay? And whenever we look at time, we look at time from a concept of creation, day and night. You know, well, later we find uh, in God saying, created the lights in the sky and he called the, the, the light day and the dark night. That was the beginning of time, the 24-hour period. And whether or not we believe in a seven-day, literal seven-day creation or not, it's not really the point. The idea, I think, the idea is God created it and he started it. And before the beginning began, Jesus, the word made flesh and dwelt among us, he set it, he set it up, they, God, he, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, set it up that Jesus would be the sacrifice for our sins. You see, the, the, the God's plan is not evolving as we live. <laughs> God's plan for our life does not evolve because God's plan for our life was set before the beginning began. Now, that is not saying we don't have choices. God knows our choices. If he doesn't know our choices, then he's not God. God knows all things. God has all knowledge. And I always think of it in the context that God knows everything. Okay? He knows our thoughts even before we think them. God knows what the future holds. He knows what the end of time is. We have it in the book of Revelation. God knows what the beginning of time is. We have it in Genesis and in John chapter 1. So we have these insights that godly men have looked at. Now, we have godly men having insight by the Holy Spirit to write these things. Now, we have scientists who are using their best guess to throw out some thoughts. (laughs) And now we are to choose which one of these we trust in. Because if God is not God, there is no hope of eternal life. You see, if if God isn't who he says he is and who the scriptures tell us that he is, the revelation of God himself to us is Jesus Christ. So whenever we read the scriptures, whenever we read the scriptures, we are connecting ourselves to the giver of life. We are connecting ourselves to God who created life, who spoke into existence. Um, What it says, then God said, let us, let us, let us. Over and over again, the Hebrew scriptures talk about let us, plural. There are some cults that say they eliminate us and make an I because they don't believe in Jesus Christ as God. 
We believe that Jesus Christ is God, who is the revelation of God. And what does that revelation tell us? It tells us that God loves us and set in motion before he set there was anything in creation put in motion that he would die for our sins. He would renew us, that we would have a new life in him, and that all through our life, God would be that revelation to us, constantly growing and understanding and becoming. So we don't have to be able to understand it all. I can't. But we can understand what Jesus says to us about his love, his forgiveness, and his plan. God has a plan for us. So in Genesis, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God created the heavens and the earth. God created. God is still in the creation business. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. God is still creating in that whenever we, by faith, we pray and we ask God to bring into existence that which does not exist. When we pray for things that God would be, that God could, you know, bring into our life, or would it be finances or healing or restoration or blessing or whatever it may be, and we pray for these things, we are taking things that are in a spiritual realm and bringing them into the physical realm. God created the heavens and the earth, the light and the darkness, the firmament. He separated the water from the earth. He created the sun, the moon, and the stars. He created the fish, the birds, and the beasts. He created man. Man is the only act of his creation that he did not speak. He formed and breathed into man the breath of life. And what happened to man? We became a living soul, meaning that we would not die that we have eternal, our bodies, um, our bodies may die, but our soul is eternal. And so whenever we are looking at the scriptures, we're looking at what God has said, the revelation of God to mankind is the scriptures. So, so when we read the gospel, God made flesh and he dwelt among us. <laughs> you know, when you read the gospel, what sticks out in your mind? Any, you know, you, you read about it, I was talking about it in Sunday school on the um, Netflix, is that what it is, Netflix? They have the Gospel of Matthew and the Gospel of John, and you can watch them. <laughs> it's actual pictures and films of the day. No, <laughs> a little joke there. But it, it is, they, they, the actors or whatever, they are speaking in Aramaic, and the commentator is reading the Gospels. And some of the the uh, pictures that are the same in Matthew and John, they are the same actors doing the same thing that they did in the other part. But the, but the, um, the words and text of things that are different, they have the same actors but doing them in the Gospel of John and in the Gospel of Matthew. So, so, anyhow. So as we look at what sticks out in our mind, God made flesh and dwelt among us. Um, I think of, what was it, that when John, he later says uh, that uh, we beheld him, that the, you know, here we, he, he, he understood Jesus as being divine. 
the Son of God. And he says, I held him. <laughs> I, and not only did I behold him, I held the bee. I, the, I, be, I held God whenever I touched Jesus. <laughs> and in our lives, whenever we pray and whenever we read the scriptures, we are holding on to the word that Jesus has spoken and it is recorded for us to hear it and, and to understand it and to believe it. It doesn't matter if we don't have it all understanding at the moment. We're continuing to grow in our knowledge and our understanding. And so we're allowing the Holy Spirit to take the word and speak it to our heart. And we may not understand it completely, but we know we have a security. We have this sense of knowledge, this sense of knowing that if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in me, he will quicken my mortal body. We do not go extinct. <laughs> we do not grow, we do not become extinct. God has a plan. John 1, 2 says, The word was with God in the beginning, was in the intimate relationship with God. When there was a beginning, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit is there. So from the perspective of heaven, from the perspective of heaven and the angels and, and, and God and the glory of God and all of that, from that place of heaven, the God saw out into the expanses of space and there was nothing. And so in that nothingness of space, God spoke and created the planets and the solar systems and, you know, the earth and all of these things are there. And, and you know, he spoke and put all these things into existence from heaven, which is eternal. <laughs> all things were made. Verse 3 of John chapter 1. All things were made. All things were created. All things came to be. Through him, through Christ. And nothing that was made came to be without him. You see, the substance of our faith is Jesus Christ. The more we understand of God, the more we understand the scriptures, the more we have God and the revelation of God in us and in our minds and hearts. And again, it's not that we understand all things. It's that we understand things, the certain things that pertain to our life and the forgiveness of sin, and that we move on. You know, we, we're not all, we, <laughs> what does the revelation of God say? We are sinners that need a savior, okay? Well, once we have confessed our sins and we, ha we have become saved, we, God has forgiven us of our sin, we then become this light that God is the light of the world shining upon our path, and we have a path to follow in Christ. And so the revelation of God is come to us through Christ, through the scriptures, through the Holy Spirit, and we have this ability to walk with him and he with us. Reminds me of God walking with Adam and Eve in the garden in the cool of the day. We were made to walk with God. We were created to be loved by God and to love him. And we were created that our path with God would be one that would lead on from this life into eternity, not extinction. So you see, 
that all things were made were made by him, by God himself. Verse 4, in him there was life. <laughs> life was in him. It didn't come by a passing meteorite the size of a moon glancing off the earth and somehow creating oxygen and helium and all that together so that life could somehow formulate. And there is no evidence of that in any form. But we're guessing that so many billions of years ago this happened. And the scripture says, in him there was life. God is life. So for him to speak and bring life into existence is just who he is. And whether it be the monsters of the sea, the whales and the sharks and all the other things, whether it be the things of the planet <laughs> on the land, whether it be the little snails or ants or whether it be the lion or the elephant, it doesn't matter. God is there speaking. He speaks life into existence. In him there was life, and that life was the light of all people. The light of our life is Jesus Christ. He is the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overpowered it. The darkness can mean two things. The darkness of evil never has and never will overcome or extinguish God's light. But the darkness of space and the darkness of time where there is no light, it just doesn't comprehend. So before the world began, the word was there. The word was with God and the word was God. He was there with God in the beginning. Everything was made through him and nothing was made without him. In him there was life and that life was the light for the people of the world. The light shines in the darkness and darkness does not defeat it or overcome it. So when God created... He made something out of nothing. When science looks back over time, they're trying to make something from nothing. <laughs> or from something, they're trying to create something that had to have already existed. And you see, what happened before there was the existence of anything? Well, that always was. Oh, we can believe in the always was of nebulae and space the gases and fragments of things and floating around and being coming together and building upon planets and spheres and, and coming together time after time, but we find that they are, what will we do when we find out they're all made about the same time? So creation, God created, he made something from nothing. For us, we have no basis for pride because we are created beings, but we exist only because God made us. And you are, we have special gifts only because God has given them to us. And with God, you are something valuable. You are something unique. So we find that the uniqueness that we have in God is not because we have some 
cells finding their DNA and their RNA coming together and, you know, haphazardly forming something that eventually evolves into this, <laughs> which we are. It is, it is apart from God, we are nothing. But in Christ, we are everything. And he has a plan and he has a purpose. He has a will. <laughs> and Romans 8, it is plain to anyone with eyes to see. This is the Phillips translation of eight, Romans 8, 22, 23. It is plain to anyone with eyes to see that the present time, all created life groans in a sort of universal travail. And it is plain, too, that we who have a foretaste of the Spirit are in a state of painful tension while we wait for that redemption of our bodies, which means that at the last we have realized our full sonship in Christ. We were saved by this hope, but in our moments of impatience, let us remember that hope always means waiting for something that we haven't got yet. But if we hope for something we cannot see, then we must settle down to wait for it patiently. Revelation chapter, thir chapter 3, verse 14. This is what you must write to the angel of the church at Laodicea. I am the one called Amen. I am the faithful and true witness and the source of God's creation. Listen to what I say. <laughs> I am the source of God's creation. John 3, John 1, 3. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. So what was the beginning? The beginning is God. <laughs> the beginning is God, and before the beginning began, the Word and God, the Spirit, were together. And they had a plan, which even foresaw the fall of man, but also foresaw the redemption of man, which also foresaw where we were going as a human race, where we were going as individual. I have a plan for you. I have a purpose for you. I created you for that purpose. So as we read the word, we are connecting ourselves to the eternal light, the eternal plan of God for us and for our planet that we are on. Father, we thank you that your word is a light unto our path. God, we thank you that you have given us the strength for each day. You give us an understanding of life. God, you give us an understanding of our salvation, of our forgiveness, and where we are going with you. God, we are going home, but for this day, for this day and for this time, we trust you with our life, with our soul, with our finances, with our, our gifts and our abilities. We trust you, Lord, to guide us, to bless us, and let your kingdom be established. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in us, O Lord, as it is in heaven, we pray. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. God bless you.